0: Everyone before we get started today wanted to tell you about Roan the new men's activewear company that uses the most innovative fabrics on the planet men finally have a premium activewear option their clothes are built around three main tenants: performance comfort and style you look good you feel good it has anti odor technology which you means you can wear it several times in a row and no one will be the wiser it is fantastic they sent me their uh, Sequoia quarter zip jacket. I wear it perpetually. Uh, Great to throw on. It looks good. You can wear it to work out. You can wear it to the bar. Um, I've got it in the navy blue. And it's just really fantastic. I also ordered a few pairs of their socks, which look great, feel great. And um, anything you want, it is really good stuff. Um, And if you want to check out their fall collection... Visit Roan.com slash FTW. Again, that's R-H-O-N-E dot com slash FTW. And right now they're offering For The Win listeners an inside deal for 15% off your first order when you enter code FTW on Roan.com slash FTW. Once again, that's R-H-O-N-E dot slash FTW. And use the code FTW for 15% off your first order. Roan, made for men fit for kings. All right, let's do it. Hey everyone, this is Nate Scott and this is the For The Wind Podcast, your home to everything that's buzzing in the world of sports. My guest today is a former guest of the pod. He's the founder of All Things Go and lifelong DC sports fan and maybe the saddest man in the Mid-Atlantic, Zach Friendly.
1: Hey, dude. Hey, what's going on, man? It's a great day. <laughs>
0: uh, it It is a great day. It's Friday. Uh, weekend's coming up. Yeah. And it's not like last night the Washington Nationals lost another home-clinching uh, playoff game for
1: the uh, 15th time. I, I don't remember last night. No, nothing happened. Nothing happened. I, I went to bed at 9, had a great night. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: You didn't send me a Snapchat at midnight of you sitting in your car listening to Everybody Hurts while just staring blankly ahead?
1: Okay, so I may have done just that. <laughs> uh, I had a, I had a whole playlist ready to go on the drive home. It was some Sarah McLachlan, some R.E.M., some uh, Hallelujah, all the entire song, which is like eight minutes long. Jeff
0: Buckley version?
1: Jeff Buckley version.
0: I might put that on. I am going to edit that in just in the background playing softly. <laughs> so
1: just imagine just that it.
0: playing softly in the background while we're talking. So I mean it's
1: basically playing soft, softly in the background my entire life.
0: So in the big scheme of heartbreaking DC sports losses I felt like last night like on a on a 1 through 10, 10 being Drew Storen what what was that? Like a 6? An eight?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I was trying to prep for this and I was really trying to think of all of the heartbreaks. The scariest thing is, is that there's literally too many for me to write down and make like a, like a greater than diagram. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: this one, this one wasn't actually that high on the pain scale, mostly because I was literally so tired. I, I was at the game with my brother yesterday. I was literally so tired that I was kind I mean, I wasn't rooting for us to lose, but I was kind of rooting for it to end. It was a four and a half hour long nine inning game.
0: I fell asleep right before Kershaw came in and then woke up as the game ended. I'm sorry. I just well, I fell I made I passed deal. out on the couch.
1: I made a big deal about standing at the game because I hate people who sit at a playoff game. It's a, it's a playoff game. Uh, <laughs> you but know, you know, you'd be like standing for five inning. hours. At the eighth inning, I was like, okay, can we sit in between batters, though? Is that allowed? I felt like a real uh, idiot.
0: All right. i don't want to I don't want to go through everything that happened last night there are a few things though that i want to address uh i mean for those of you i think it should be clear by now we're talking about the nationals game 5 loss to the dodgers last night uh yeah i mean it was it was it was incredibly long are you are you more upset with dusty bakers managing or impressed by dave roberts managing in that in that game
1: I, well, as somebody who was at the game, I was annoyed with both because there was a solid 150 mound visits, uh, from the fifth inning on in that game. Yeah. I'm not even upset with the managing. It's, it's execution. I mean, we blamed 2014, uh, in the playoffs, we blamed it entirely on Matt Williams and, you know, Matt Williams is an idiot and is the worst and I hate him. Yeah. But, you know, at a certain point, you're Jason Worth and you have a runner on third and one out twice and you strike out both times. That's on you.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and I think, you know, if, yeah, Dusty could have not brought out Scherzer for that sixth. Um, I mean, the only thing I would fault him for is if you're going to bring him out and then he gives up the home run, I, I, I would have left him in. Um, and the thing is, is that if you, if you'd taken him out, it's not like our relievers got the job done. I mean, they gave up like three more hits and three more runs. So. Yeah.
0: Oh. I mean, yeah. It, it it is I'm sorry to make you relive this. I mean I I, I mean I so wanna question to that, but then again, you know, if Rendon makes the stab at third, if the ball goes into his glove instead of bouncing off his glove, he turns two and this exactly. isn't a story. You know? It
1: it, it is well, and the The funniest part was when we go into the bottom of the seventh and I'm with my brother, and Heise, I tell my brother, hi is the active leader in pinch-hit home runs in Major League Baseball. All he does is get out or hit a home run, and he hits the two-run home run, and the entire crowd goes nuts. And we look at each other, and we're just like, I know why they did this. They did this so we're going to lose by one run because that hurts more <laughs> than losing by three runs. And that's literally, that should tell you everything about a D.C. sports fan's mindset is that yeah. the expectation was they're literally only doing this so it hurts more.
0: Yeah. I, I sadly sort of thought the same thing. I thought, actually, you know what? I didn't think that until uh, later in the inning, when of course Harper does the right thing, running with two outs, and or no, running with one out, and the base and the and the count loaded, getting the steal on the strikeout, but then that just let them walk. Daniel Murphy, and so, of course, they get yeah. down and strike him out. It was like, ah, oh, even when the Nationals do things right, it works out wrong for them. Uh, I mean, that's
1: exactly the case. And the thing is, you're just focusing on on one sport, and there is enough heartbreak for just National fans. We're only 11 years old. I mean, I was, an, I'm, I was an Orioles fan growing up, so, you know, that Wild Card game sucked. Yeah. Um, but you're focusing on just the Nationals, and the amount of despair and depression and hopelessness spans across all four sports. It's really it's, we're an equal opportunity depression town.
0: You you don't buy into the 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 curse or the Scott Boris curse or any of that crap,
1: right? No, I don't buy into any of that. And it made me so frustrated with uh, you know 2012 when everyone got what got on the Nationals for benching Strasbourg. I understood it. Uh, I wasn't pumped. Uh, and then, you know, I think there was a little bit of karmic positive feeling when Mets fans, you know, ridiculed us nonstop and then they push Matt Harvey and then he's hurt in three separate ways. And it's like, here's what happens when you don't actually do the correct thing. Um, that's,
0: so I don't believe in a curse.
1: I, I believe in a lot of spite and resentment. Um, I, I was talking with my friend, Charlie, who's a Viking fan. Uh, he's from Minnesota. So he's a Minnesota sports fan which is about the only other place that truly understands how I feel. Mm-hmm. And we have a mutual friend who's a Boston sports fan who tries to console us and thinks that he understands what it's like because the Patriots lost two Super Bowls. And it's not sadness. It's like a, it's a, it's a full range of emotions. It's like guilt, uh, embarrassment for wasting your time. I mean, I wrote on Facebook directly after this game, sports are stupid. The sports are stupid and and this is what I feel like every year. Um, It's just, it's, it's not just sadness. It's just like you question your whole life. You're like, maybe I should start working out and look better (laughs) because sports (laughs) isn't working for me. So, you know, something else should be good. But then I, but then I got home and ate like two whole pieces of cornbread. So it didn't really work. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be laughing right now. It's just... No, it's great, too, because I was, I, was, I was making the list with my buddy and going over the, the heartbreak, and I was thinking that um, the Game 7 loss to the Rangers to the Caps two years ago was brutal because we had that Series 3-1. The Game 6 loss to Pittsburgh. 2012 Nats hurt more than this, and I was putting all of these together, and then he was like, what about the RG3 playoff game? and i wanted to slap him uh and then i realized like that there's so much depression that i had pushed that horrible horrible moment just out of my head and he brought it back and that's definitely up there on the list
0: you know what the uh, one of the sadder things was today i was writing about this and i was like oh you know what they're being they're being ex- exclusionary to dc united dc united has a nice history DC United hasn't been good in, like, eight
1: years. That that was literally in high school. That was my defense forever. But (laughs) DC United won the first four MLS titles. Then I realized, one, nobody cares. Uh, We're talking soccer. No one cares. I like it, but it it doesn't count as your defense um, for, you know, your four major sports being terrible. And even Georgetown, if you want to include college basketball, they've had their fair share of heartbreak, too, so... Oh, what can you do? Yeah. Besides, DC so, yeah, DC United I, uh, hasn't
0: won MLS Cup in twelve years. They won the US Open Cup three years ago. That's sort of something.
1: I guess that's it. I don't even know what that is. I think it's a thing. <laughs> it's a um thing. I tried I tried last year, I think my friend and I, uh, Steven, who who founded All Things go with me, we decided we were just gonna be Colts fans because it was like RG 3s done, <laughs> the Redskins suck. Andrew Luck's great. So what what happens to the Colts? <laughs> they go, What, like two and fourteen? Yeah. I just my stink just gets on everything.
0: Did you read uh, Monday Morning Quarterback today on the Colts? I did not. Oh, it just dives into how they're just the most dysfunctional organization, out, perhaps outside of Washington.
1: Yeah. Hey, we're, we uh, we had a quiet offseason, okay? We're not dysfunctional. <laughs> uh,
0: we're three and two. Hey, gang, we're going to get back to the call with Zach in just one minute. But before we do, wanted to tell you about Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, which proudly supports the For the Win podcast. Rocket Mortgage brings the mortgage approval process into the 21st century. Fast, powerful, and completely online, Rocket Mortgage has taken all the complicated, time-consuming parts of applying for a mortgage out of the equation. Hate searching through stacks of old files and paperwork? With Rocket Mortgage, you can easily share your bank statements and pay stubs at the touch of a button, helping you get approved in minutes for a custom mortgage solution that's been tailored to your unique financial situation. Even better, with Rocket Mortgage, you can do all this out of your phone or tablet. It's a quick online process that you can manage from the convenience of your couch. So if you're looking to refinance your mortgage or buy a home, check out Rocket Mortgage today at quickandloanscom FTW. Again, that's quickenloans.com FTW. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Can we agree that Bob Henley, the third base coach, needs to lose his job over last night?
1: I have thought this. I think since he was born, uh, but at least this year. Uh, I was at game two uh, when Murphy got thrown out at the plate. I think it was Murphy. And game five, he just, the only time, even when we score on those plays, he has put the stop sign on Turner and Harper a couple times this season. And Harper has, like, basically put up two middle fingers while running. Yeah. Uh, and he scored every single time. And it's like you're not even right when you tell them to stop, you're like, just always wrong. And you ha- have one job. I know that they they like touch different parts of their body, and that means like bunt or something. I know what it means.
0: Yeah. But
1: you have one job, and your job is to tell them when to run and to tell them when not to run. And he's just wrong every time. He's that, a Mike Carey of third base coaching.
0: If if no one's if you didn't see the play to our listeners, uh, uh, Bob Henley sent Jason Worth on a on a sent him around third base on a play that. Uh, When it happened, I didn't see what he had done, and I just assumed Worth ran through the sign like an idiot. And I was like, oh, Worth, that's a selfish play. Why would you do that? You just cost your team because he was out by, I don't know, what, 30 feet?
1: Uh, When, when, when When the relay man caught the ball from the outfield, Worth had 80 feet to go.
0: Yeah. And I watched the replay, and if you watch the replay, not only does Henley send him, I mean, he's full-on swinging his arms. The most incredible part of the play is the Dodgers shortstop, Corey Sager, catches the relay, turns around, looks. You can see him actually do a, like, a wait, what? Like, he does a double take. (laughs) Like, transfers the ball slowly, like, checks again, and then throws Worth out by 30, 40 feet. And it's like...
1: It was like... It was if, like one of those ground balls to the pitcher, where the pitcher can like jog over and like throw <laughs> his glove over to the first baseman. That's basically what it was.
0: Sager literally did a double take and was like,
1: "Wait, like Worth? <laughs> are you, are you sure, man?
0: Are you really? Is this happening?" And then kind of like, did I think like a clutch. If asked
1: to go back to, if Worth asked to go back to third base, I think Sager would have just been like, "Sure, fine." Yeah, I honestly think he checked
0: to make sure that Worth wasn't going to go back to third. And that he should throw it to third base. It was like a, like you can see it happening in slow-mo. I mean, this all happens in, a, in three quarters of a second, but in baseball terms, it it was like an eternity. And poor Worth then has to just the most embarrassing kind of shuffle around, sort of half push on the catcher. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear that conversation and dugout afterwards. I'm sure Worth was very calm and measured.
0: I know. I I was surprised he just walked back to the dugout. I thought he was going to turn around and fight Henley If I were him. Just Miami. run
1: back to third. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um All right. So, moving forward Strasburg will be back next year. He was he was sorely missed this this uh series. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm assuming most everyone's back. Who
1: who who do the Nats lose? Uh, well, Ramos is a free agent, uh, but he also has no knees, um, which is really unfortunate. I mean, this is, this is what we're talking about now, the offseason, what we do. This is what makes DC sports the most depressing is that we're never the playoff team that needs to blow up their roster. It's always like with the caps, it's always like it comes down to execution. All of our players are great. We have the better team every, every playoff series we've been in. Uh, I still think we had a better roster than Pittsburgh. Um, and with the Nats, it's always like, oh, but there's one key injury or in the, in the giant series, it's like, oh, he pulled Jordan Zimmerman or, you know, there's always yeah. one thing, but it's never the players. Uh, and so the off season is just that much more confounding. Cause it's like, cool. We're going into the next season with the same roster and I have to watch 162 games of a book I've already read. Yeah. And I know what ends, I know how the book ends. It ends with the last yeah. page being torn out and the opposing team's, you know, name being pasted back in. Uh, <laughs> we don't really lose anything. I mean, we yeah. Lose... You
0: need a catcher and maybe another arm or two in the pen, and you're you're right back. And yeah, and, and, I think, and also I magical beans think... to fix Steven
1: Strasburg. Exactly, and I think we we moved Turner back to shortstop, uh, so that Danny Espinosa is either not on the team or he's our you know utility infielder because he's got a great arm. He just can't hit at all. Um. And then we go get a center fielder because there's tons of really good, fast, strong, awesome center fielders,
0: right? <laughs> it's center field's deeper in the past year or two than it has been. You'll find someone. Yeah, and
1: yet we still end up with Ben Revere, who doesn't even make the, the NLDS roster.
0: Okay, uh, let's look forward a little bit to the next season. One to ten excitement about the Wizards.
1: I mean, we gave sixty-four million dollars to a guy named Jan. Um, so I'm not, not too excited. Uh, we can't, unless Wall and Beal, like, pull uh, Gilbert and Javaris Crittenden on the court, there's no way that we're going to be worse than last year. Um, but everybody in the East got better. Uh, and I remember I was, I was hanging out by the pool with my, my, the same uh, Boston sports fan. And we were, you know, furiously re, re- updating Twitter when Horford was choosing between the Wizards and the Celtics. And I thought, you know, if we have Horford, we are actually a scary team. And then we didn't, because, again, D.C. sports. And so, you know, my excitement is like, yeah, I can't wait to maybe make it to the second round and get swept. Um, Is Bradley Beal good? But Bradley Beal is good. Uh, I think, here's the thing. He has the same problem with Strasburg. He has a lot of talent. He just keeps getting hurt. It's not his fault. It sucks. Uh, he only 20, he's only twenty. He's only twenty three years old. If Bradley Beal played in the nineties, it would have been perfect. Because in the nineties, long twos were like the coolest thing in the world.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, and he takes a lot of long twos, uh, which, as we've discovered with uh, you, you know this current NBA, that that's kind of useless. Um not hey man, very that's efficient.
0: the new. That's where. That's where the new shots are. That's the, that's the new thing. Because cause no one yeah, guards them anymore. Yeah,
1: let's bring it back. Exactly. Uh, but he's, you know, he's handsome and he has a beautiful shot. So there's that. That's cool. No, I think we're like four, a 40, five, 44, 45 wins. Yeah. Somewhere in there.
0: So what's your excitement? One to 10. Like, uh,
1: you know, the wizards are my, the, my least favorite of the four GC sports teams, but I'd say like a, a six, maybe a five. All right. Capitals. Capitals, it's 10 every year, man. That's my team. Um, You know, if you ask me, like, which team would I want to see win a title first in D.C., I would say Caps, Nats, uh, Redskins, Wizards. Uh, This Caps team just, like, it was perfect last year, uh, and we didn't win. And then we just got a little bit better this year with, you know, Eller and a couple of rookies. So it's a 10. Uh, it was especially fun at the Nats game last night. Refreshing my phone to find out that we lost to Pittsburgh in a shootout. A shootout so that was yeah. fun too. Yeah,
0: that's tough asking them to lead off with that that game. That's yeah, a, we had to sit there ask. and watch
1: them put the banner up. That was mean. Yeah, that's
0: that's hard. Uh, I like the I like the Caps this year. Yeah, Listen, I mean, whatever. Hockey is just getting the playoffs, and then who the hell knows, you know?
1: So. Well, I always like, I like when DC sports teams have lower expectations. Cause one, it doesn't hurt as much when they fail. And two, they seem to play better when they're not. So, you know, the even years, the Nats were picked to win the World Series. And of course they didn't. Um, you know, the Caps were the world, the Stanley Cup favorites last year. And now people are getting sneaky and picking Tampa Bay or picking Chicago or picking, uh, Pittsburgh again. And it's like, I actually like looking at those rankings and seeing nobody pick the Caps. Um it makes me feel more confident going into the year than when everyone does pick us. Which doesn't make any sense.
0: I like this team. I think they're gonna do good. I'm 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 rooting for them.
1: I think Ovi's the most misunderstood man in sports.
0: Have you seen him swing a golf club?
1: It's bad. <laughs> it's it's almost he's, uh, unbelievable. He's, also my favorite, he's my favorite Instagram follow. If you don't follow him, absolutely follow Alex Ovechkin. It's like partying on Russian yachts. His like smoking hot model slash you know oil heiress wife, and uh, and then like him in clubs, and then him you know missing a golf ball.
0: Okay, you've got things to look forward to. You're you're in better spirits than I thought you were gonna be. To be totally honest.
1: Yeah, uh, muscle relaxer. That's really what it is. That's all it takes. <laughs> all right. Mom, I hope you're not listening. <laughs> uh,
0: well, enjoy enjoy your weekend. Uh, always next year, and 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 thanks. For, next year. Thanks for talking through this with me.
1: Thanks for having me on, Nate.
0: All right, later, buddy.